It's number one with a Bullard, the audio edition. I'm Gabe Bullard. Episode one, just a mile and a half from here. This is the last song of the evening. What is it? This was written by a, what? my favorite performer. Near the end of Nirvana's MTV Unplugged concert in 1993, Kurt Cobain tells the audience a story. Oh yeah, this guy representing the Lead Belly estate wants to sell me Lead Belly's guitar for $500,000. Yeah. I even asked David Geffen personally if he'd buy it for me. He wouldn't do it. Then he goes into a cover of Where Did You Sleep Last Night, a song Lead Belly made famous. 27 years later, the guitar Cobain held while he told the story, it was not Lead Belly's, sold for $6 million. That's the equivalent of just under $3.5 million in 1993 money. The buyer was the founder of a famous microphone company. It's a coincidence the number 27 appears here, but I wanted to give a footnote because of Cobain's association with the rumored curse of famous musicians dying at 27. Cobain, Robert Johnson, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, Chris Bell, Pigpen, Dee Boone, Amy Winehouse, to name a few. Also, I'm placing Unplugged in 1993 because that's when the concert was recorded. The album came out the following year. This year, 2022, the guitar Cobain played in the Smells Like Teen Spirit video sold at auction for over $4 million, or about $2 million in 1993 money. The buyer, Jim Ursay, added it to his extensive collection of rock memorabilia. He also owns the Indianapolis Colts. Someone more steeped in the grunge ethos might be able to elaborate on the spiritual implications of an instrument so associated with a particular punk-adjacent musical movement fetching such a high price. I'm more interested in what it means for rock music as a genre to see Cobain's guitar next to items like Ringo's drums. With art auctions, there's an expectation a big purchase will accrue in value. I don't see rock star guitars as investment properties, at least not long term. Many guitars are beautiful objects, but they're not art in and of themselves, at least not the way a painting is. There are millions of Fender Mustangs out there. I have one. They all look and sound generally the same. They're mass-produced electric instruments, not Stradivarius violins. Like a famous painter's brushes, the value of famous guitars is in what was done with them, or how close they were to someone who matters to us. That value might mean a lot of money in the short term, but it becomes sentiment in the long term. Cobain's guitars will be most valuable to people who are reverent of rock music in general, and grunge in particular. Memorabilia like Rockstar's guitars are artifacts. They're things we go see in a history museum. That's where Leadbelly's guitar is, or at least where one of them is. It's where Cobain's Mustang is likely to end up, as Ursay hopes to establish a museum. Most things in history museums are, by necessity, not being used. The event they were part of, even if it was very recent, is over, and the object is there to give us an idea of what that time was like. Nirvana's time, and Rock's time, is pretty much over. Nirvana was likely the last big rock band. They weren't the last famous rock band, they weren't the last good rock band, they weren't the last important rock band either, 
but Nirvana was the last rock act to be singularly associated with the idea of rock music. If you were making a television show or a movie that was set in the 90s and you had a character who was a fan of rock music, they would undoubtedly listen to music performed by or inspired by Nirvana, and they would wear clothes inspired by the clothes Nirvana wore. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, rock music's museum to itself, basically ends rock history with Nirvana. Artists are eligible for induction 25 years after their debut album. Nirvana was inducted in 2014, their first year of eligibility. Every rock act inducted since then either predated Nirvana. The Cars, Roxy Music, Dire Straits, yes, for some reason. Or they were the band's contemporaries. Pearl Jam, Green Day, Nine Inch Nails. And only two rock acts to follow Nirvana into the hall put out their first record after Nirvana's breakthrough Nevermind. One is Radiohead, who formed in the 80s, and the other is Foo Fighters, formed by Nirvana drummer Dave Grohl. According to the Hall of Fame, no other rock act to debut between 1993 and 1998 has built up enough of a career to warrant telling future generations about them. Of rock bands to debut after 1998, it's hard to imagine the Hall's voters being excited about anyone except maybe the White Stripes. The story of the Hall since Nirvana is largely the story of the genre that replaced rock in the mainstream around the time Nevermind dropped, hip-hop. Jay-Z, N.W.A., Tupac, Notorious B.I.G., and Eminem beat any other 90s acts into the hall. The sale of Cobain's guitar closes a door on rock music. Maybe the door to a museum display case. It's been more than 30 years since Smells Like Teen Spirit, and the only other guitar that might be considered nearly as iconic belonged to Prince, a brilliant musician whose work spans genres, but would never be singularly labeled rock. One of Prince's guitars is also in the Ursae collection. The rock genre, like Cobain's guitar, is a museum piece. It's in its mothball stage, and it holds its value as a piece of history, a spark for inspiration, or as a collectible for people with plentiful enough money and specific enough taste. Before Ursae starts his museum, he's taking his collection to various cities across the U.S. It's the last rock tour. Number One with a Bullard is written and produced by me, Gabe Bullard. Linda Golden edits the text. You can read the newsletter at GabeBullard.com. Thanks for subscribing. Please tell a friend.